Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast. I'm Nick Roush hanging out with my pals, Freddie Maggard, Adam Luckett, Drew Franklin. Just a few days away from the Music City Bowl. That's right. We will be Music City Bowling in Nashville before you know it. But before we head down to the to Broadway and Nissan Stadium for the umpteenth time to watch the Music City Bowl, we're talking about the game right here with you, our friends, on the KSR YouTube channel. Thanks to our friends from Justice Dental, uh, Doc Thompson and Doc Justice. They're the best of the best. And See, here's the thing. We talk about them all the time, Drew. But like I, I, I feel kind of weird just always talking about them instead of talking with them. So I thought it might be a good good idea if we just actually talk to them. Yeah, are you all setting me up for an intervention with all the candy I've been eating to face my dentist here after Christmas? Because uh, I feel like I'm going to be in trouble if we're going to be talking to him today. Uh, yeah, that that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. Because I know... All of you have been indulging in some sweets um, and really going overboard. But we're actually going to bring in Doc Thompson and Doc Justice to help us get you ready for the music scene. And I, I hope that they, they, I hope you all know that oftentimes you all are talking to us and we can't say anything back because your hands are in our mouth. Well, now we're putting the shoe on the other foot and we're playing a little bit of. Music City Bowl trivia. Whoa. Whoa. 
That's right. So we appreciate y'all hanging out with us so much that we're, we're going to put you to work. And so I have I have a game, and I hope it, it works as well as you all work on everybody's teeth at Wellington and Blazer. Uh, go to justicedental.com today. So we're going to play a game where the patient Drew helps Doc Thompson and Doc Justice stump Luckett and Freddie in Music City Bowl trivia. <laughs> we're going to beat the football nerds. Does that sound like fun to you all? Can, can we make uh, it work? So much challenge. Let's go. Okay, so I have assembled a series of questions. You all get the first crack at it. Hold up. Is Doc Justice getting on their Google machine there? No, no, I'm not. Okay. Would would that help me? I'm trying to keep you honest, Doc. Would it help me? So we'll we'll be asking the docs from from Justice Dental some questions. You all get the first stab at it. If you miss it, then they have to get it right in order to get a point, okay? So I I have here seven questions, and they're all Music City Bowl slash Kentucky football theme uh, for this game on Saturday between Iowa and Kentucky. So, uh, Mr. Stephen Peake, do 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 we have the questions ready to roll? I think we do. There we go. First question. Wow, this is fancy. Yes. This Wildcat had 27 tackles in two Music City Bowls. 27 combined tackles. Was it Danny Trevathan, Braxton Kelly, Wesley Woodyard, or Ventrell Jenkins? Okay. Do we need, do we need to buzz in? You you three just answered. Drew, uh, Dr. Thompson, and Dr. Justice. Who do you all think it is in that multiple choice question? Awesome. Drew's on our team? Yeah, Drew's on your team too. He can. Uh, How'd uh, that happen? Because he is the patient. He's the Padawan. <laughs> I got these. Oh, here you go. All right, good. Uh, I was thinking maybe between Danny and, and Woodyard, but you I know I don't. Woodyard. Yeah, what... Woodyard. And like that is correct. Wesley Woodyard is the correct answer. <laughs> ding 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 ding. All right. Sorry, football guys. Y'all, y'all might not get the baton if, if yeah. the way this is going. I know Doc Thompson. He's at all the games at Kroger Field, so. It might be – y'all might just not be able to say a word in. Um, so, let, let's get to question number two, see if they get any more difficult. Kirk Ferentz has won nine bowl games. Only one other coach in Big Ten history has won more bowl games. Name the coach and school. Hmm. Big Ten coach. Mm. Who's won more bowl games? Big Ten coach. Hmm. Well, throw, oh, throw some big ten, throw some big ten uh, schools out there, Drew. That you, that you think at the top of that? Uh, Ohio State. Yep. Michigan. <laughs> Wisconsin. It, it, it's not Michigan. I can tell you that because <laughs> yeah, take that, Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. So it, so. It, it's no. Is that our final answer? Uh, hmm. I would say Ohio State, but I can't think of the coach. The dentists are going to go with Jim Trestle at Ohio State. And that's incorrect. Football nerds, would you like to steal this point? Yeah, Mr. Freddie, I, don't know about, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking one of three guys, either Woody Hayes, Bo Schenbeckler, yeah. or yeah. Lloyd Carr. I know Lloyd Carr was there for a long time, and Carr was there when balls yeah. were frequent. So – 
I don't know off the top of my head. Do you have an educated guess there? I believe it's one of those three. <laughs> yeah, I don't. If it's not Michigan, then it has mm-hmm. to be Woody, right? Yeah. I think we'll go with uh, – Yeah, we'll go with Woody. Mr. Punch Clemson, Woody Hayes, final answer. Uh, he did punch Clemson in a bowl game, but he did not win 10 bowl games. That would be Penn State's Joe Paterno. Oh, 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 man. Wow. Hold man. on. No, no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> he went in the Big Ten no. when he won most of those games. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm calling BS on that. I, I'm going off the Iowa game notes, all right? And if the oh, people in Iowa are going to go by it, then it's Joe Pa. That's scoreless for the football nerds. We're still alive. The dentist with a one nothing advantage going into right. number three. Stephen Peake, let's roll the tape. Mm. Kentucky has won 20 straight non-conference football games. It's the longest streak in all of the FBS. Who was the last non-conference foe to defeat the Wildcats? I'm buzzing in. Mm. My buzzer. Right. Oh. Go, Freddie, go. Drew's got it. Drew? Oh, um, if the dentists are okay with me uh, answering yes, Northwestern yes, in the last Music City Bowl, then I will I will put that down for Team Justice Dental. That is Team Boom. Justice Dental. Team Justice Dental oh, with please. another one. Ding, 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 ding. Northwestern. All right. The streak, it actually started with uh, the last loss to Northwestern. They haven't lost since. And uh, the victory over Iowa last year uh, gave Kentucky the longest non-conference winning streak in the nation. Uh, That's crazy. So, yeah, they Very knocked off Iowa to take their top spot, and now they get to beat Iowa again. Yes. Uh, Steven, let's get to the next question, shall we? I was a little sure, if if, uh, if we win this thing, are we playing for some KS Bar wings or <laughs> something uh, sure. or what? Yeah, we'll right. figure it out. We'll, we'll right. figure something out there. That, that's definitely on the table. Um, just like this question right here, Kentucky is in its sixth Music City Bowl. Only one other school has been to the Nashville Bowl game more than twice. Name the Big Ten team that has been to the Music City Bowl the second amount of times. Second most. Back to the Big Ten, shall we? (laughs) What? Is it not Iowa? Is it not Iowa, guys? Drew, Tristan? I I don't know the answer, but Purdue popped in my head. I'm not answering that, but that's that's the first thing that came to my brain. But classic um, grouse. They did. (laughs) If if anyone Purdue did play in they beat Tennessee last year in a barn burner in the Music City Bowl. I I do not know the answer, so I will I will trust my dentist like I do every time I visit them. (laughs) Okay. Hey, uh, T, T, come on yeah. now. I know. I'm sitting here. I've been to that Music City Bowl more than I'd like to admit. And um, I'm trying to think who we played those years. But I think, I mean, I guess I guess we're just going to have to go with Drew's intuition here on, on Purdue. I, the, the host has one hint in this, and that is that Kentucky actually defeated this school in a Final oh. Four in the 90s. In a final four in the nineties. Oh my goodness! Just giving it away, Mister Roush. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like Luckett is confident in his answer here. Oh, he knows it. He knows it now. Oh gosh, we got to get well, this guy. Oh, I don't. I don't think it's Purdue. I don't remember that game. He's gonna so, steal uh, it from you. Yeah, that eliminates ding, Purdue. Ding, 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 ding. So they're ding. out. I mean, um, I don't. 
who do we play in the final four there? Why do we, do we get in the, uh, in, in the Big Ten? Big Ten. Think about it. Big Ten. All right. I'm going to need an answer uh, from, it, the, from the dentist. It's not Indiana, is it? Um, oh, we I don't think we played. Answer. All right. Go. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it. Well, it's not, is, it wouldn't be Wisconsin, right? It's not Wisconsin. Not. It is not okay. Wisconsin. Um, the shoe was on the other foot back in 2015. Luck it. Tell them who, who it is. Shout out Marion Barmer. Shout out Lawrence Maroney. Shout out the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Oh. The Minnesota. Golden Gophers have played three times in the Music City Bowl. Mm. Wow. Um, 1997 Final Four is what we were looking for there. That's wow. right. Yeah. They, they, uh, they got caught cheating, too. Shh. Yeah. You all didn't yeah. tell me I had to work on my sports trivia. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a part of the show, and I also feel blindsided. I didn't know this was a thing we were doing. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of this question because I think Doc Thompson was in the stands for this game, if, if I know him well. 2000 <laughs> Bowl, 10-point underdogs. Kentucky was only up 7-6. to six. Rich Brooks called a fake punt deep in his own territory. And on the following play, Andre Woodson threw a 70-yard touchdown pass to this Wildcat. Kentucky went up 14-6 right before half, and they ended up winning 28-21. Who was this uh, Wildcat that caught a 70-yard touchdown pass in the 2006 hmm. Music City Bowl over Clemson? Doc, I have the yeah. answer if, if, if you're not sure. Well, so Laura, what do you, were you, you have any ideas, Laura? No, I'm, I'm on that one. I should I should remember this because I do remember that game, but I don't know. Um. All right, Drew. I mean, I I want the answer, but I don't like want it straight. Is there any kind of like hint you could give me just to jog my memory, just to make sure I'm not fading too much here? This with, is with a deep all, cut. Yes. With all due cut. respect to this young man's career, it's kind of the only game he really had for Kentucky. A big breakout performance. Uh, his last name is also a uh, make of a car, <laughs> if you know your vehicles. It's true. But he's, uh, no, no offense to him, but easily a forgotten Wildcat, which makes this question difficult. I just happened to be in the crowd going crazy but, when it happened, so I remember. But so our team, we have this. You got it. We have the answer. All Go right, ahead. Spill the it, beans. Throw, throw it, it down. Is, it is one DeMario Ford, and if I'm not mistaken, he had two touchdown catches that game. I believe Ooh. that's correct. The other breakout performer in that game was Trevard Lindley. And um, I went back and watched the highlight. That one-handed interception he had in that game is still, like, one of the coolest plays I've ever seen. So, uh, Sold out crowd that day, too, I believe. Yeah, the first catwalk was at the 2006 Music City Bowl. So that was that was a great time uh, back I in had the day. A, I had a hand-painted beer pong table that I spent weeks on with the Music City Bowl logo on it. We were so excited to be there. <laughs> See if I can find nice. that thing for this weekend. There was a lot of excitement for that bowl. Good game. idea. I remember that. <laughs> Just like the 2022 edition of the Music City Bowl. Kentucky needed a two-point conversion to defeat Northwestern in 2017, but Steven Johnson's pass just went right over this wide receiver's fingertips. Can you name the wide receiver? Did Freddie smack the table? Yeah. Yeah. Is sorry there, about is that. There, is everyone all right over there? <laughs> I think Freddie knows this one. Uh, oh. Does any 
Freddie, do you want to just go ahead and get this uh, point for your dentist? No, I don't know it, to be honest with you. I, I don't. You don't remember it, Freddie? No, oh, no. Man. I should because I was on the field, but I don't remember. <clears throat> yeah, was you it, were on the field. That was when you were doing the uh, sideline for JM. Adam, is it Chuck? I want to say it was either Chuck or Taven Richardson. Uh, to keep on brand, I, I think it might be Charles Walker. Yeah, I do too. Mm. Mm. Mm, did the dentist know the correct answer to this question? <laughs> uh, I was leaning that direction with them. With Charles Walker? Oh man, everybody! I think, oh, I think I know. I think I know it now. We didn't give oh. a final answer. What? Who is it then, Luckett? Garrett Johnson. No, it was Tate Richardson. You were right. Oh. I was oh. right. Shame. I knew it was one of those three. And he transferred. That was his last game, and it was one of his best. He had yeah, he had a, yeah. I do remember that for like a hundred yards. Oh, it was a great man. comeback. Uh, Benny Snell did not play in that bowl game. Uh, did not play in that bowl game um, because of some Pac-12 official. So it's. It's a real shame we've got more Pac-12 officials coming to Nashville this weekend. Uh, but Mark Stoops is playing against his alma mater, Iowa. Now, I, I do need to ask, uh, Doc Thompson, are you, are you a UK grad as well? Or uh, dental dental school, yes. And uh, undergraduate, I actually uh, went to Kentucky Wesleyan, just like uh, Lemon, and played baseball. Oh, I'm sure you have all the the hitting records there. Ryan was just the steals records guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I hate Owens Bro Catholic, by the way. Nick. Yeah, I know. We hear it every time I'm on here. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I texted Freddie today to ask him if I needed to do any kind of prep for this show, and just no, just a straight no. That was a complete. That was a complete I, lie. You all walked I, into a buzzsaw. Uh, I tell you what, Doc. I never lie to you. We're so unorganized. This is the first I've heard of this as we're doing <laughs> We were all blindsided by this. Yeah, we're not used to this professional aspect here. Well, I'm just glad I'm helping so much. <laughs> so Mark Stoops is coaching against his alma mater at Iowa. Um, can you name a Power 5 coach that coaches for his alma mater? I know one. All right, well, yeah, know you, one. You're going to say – all right, here you got, Laura. Probably the same one I'm going to say. I know Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, he's actually coaching against another coach. Okay, at his so the alma guy. Mater. Okay, so that would be against TCU. Wait, is it TCU? Oh, snap. You messed that up, Nick. I that, did mess that, that up. Not t- no TCU. He played Kirby last year in the playoff. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're he, talking about Kirby at. At Georgia, because he uh, yeah. he picked off Tim Couch's pass, and now every time we play between the hedges, they show that highlight over and over. It makes me want to vomit. Uh, <laughs> it makes me absolutely want to vomit. Can can uh, can we all put our brains together to name Power Five coaches at their alma maters? Because well, I think I, 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 well, I have a, wait, this is a Jeff couple more prom question um, <laughs> that we had to get in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is Mario, Mario Cristobal, Miami. Which I didn't realize that either until I was doing some research for this question. Yeah. Sean Clark, so App we, State. So we've said uh, – Just Power 5. Just Power 5. We, just power we, five. Okay. we said Georgia. We've, we've covered Georgia and Michigan. That's correct. And Miami how, and Louisville. How about uh, – I'm a man. I'm 40. Didn't he play yeah. there? Yeah, he yeah. did. Mike there Gundy. Yeah. yeah. Mike Gundy. Gundy. Oak State. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, – 
There's one that I had no idea until today. Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Yep. There you go. Cool. There's one in the Pac-12 that I I had never heard of this. You could have told me he was the Missouri basketball coach, and I would have believed <laughs> you. Um, but Singleton at Oregon State. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan – no, Jonathan Smith, sorry. Jonathan Smith, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at Oregon State. And then the last one, Tom Allen, Indiana. Huh. Oh, I knew he was from there. I didn't know he went there. Yeah. So I, we all learned something today. And um, Dr. Justice, Dr. Thompson, I hope uh, you didn't mind our trivia buzzsaw that we threw you into. But we really do appreciate your all support of the podcast. And we hope that all our listeners will come open their mouths for you. <laughs> what's Thank your take you on, what's your take on the bowl game doc justice oh i think it's a win for us i hate that i hate that we're gonna be down a couple of players but i think we'll rally i think we'll rally for a win yeah i do too i feel oh. like uh we should we should have the dennis trivia for the football crew i mean you'd put them oh, on the show that'd yeah, be great that's, that's our next podcast there we go. <laughs> Drew, Drew, how how often are you supposed to wear your Invisalign trays? Maybe you can answer that question. I mean, do you remember? (laughs) How often do you switch them out? Um, I got to be honest. I I haven't been doing great here recently. I did good for years. It's almost like there's a snitch telling you I haven't been wearing them. You should wear them them daily. (laughs) um, All right, we'll take that. You'll be happy to know that I'm flossing biannually now, too. So good. All right, good. That's good. That, that's that's up one, so we're good. You know, You're going to Nashville? There's a saying, floss only the ones you want to keep. Oh, God. That's right. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna be at the the basketball game. I won't be in Nashville, but I am going uh, I am going to take UK and uh, be over because that oh, under really? – I think, I, th- I think so. That, that under is, is way too low. I hope I hope it's not under. I don't know. Maybe maybe y'all have other thoughts on it. Let's see. What what is that? Just out of curiosity. Thirty one and a half. Thirty one is the total. The so, record, right? The record for lowest total ever. And I think there is a path to it, and it's uh, a little strategy we call punt to win, and uh, <laughs> and it's it's also there's a bunch of new quarterbacks, so it could be a turnovers fest. I I think we might. There, there's a recipe for chaos and points, points, points. There's going to be points all over the place. It's going to defy all odds. I, I hope that's the case. But uh, we won't take up all your time tonight. Uh, we've already stolen 20 minutes from you. Um, and we'll get to doing our football nerdy stuff. But we do appreciate you all so much for everything you do for the podcast. Visit justicedental.com. Give them a call today. Schedule your appointment. Uh, you got to run into these folks twice a year because they'll keep you smiling and satisfied all year round. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you. Bye. We'll pipe. See ya. <laughs> well, um, I thought the trivia went about as bad as it could have gone, which <laughs> gives puts us in the perfect opportunity to segue. Though I really do believe there is a path to the over here, and I, I I'm looking forward to chaos because uh we've got two first time starting quarterbacks and we know their names it's destin wade uh at kentucky and then uh, is it jack labas labas joe 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 labas ah joe labas what jack joe jim they're they're potato tomato um but i between the quarterbacks committing turnovers iowa has a 
knack for it. And look, at, they got a hell of a kicker, Iowa does. This dude's 16 of 18 last year. He can put it through the upright. So I actually can kind of see a scenario where we can we can weave our way to the over in Nashville. Great kicker, a great punter. And so special teams on paper, Iowa seems to have the advantage. Yeah, and I, like I think the wild card is obviously the quarterback situation. Destin Wade at Kentucky and then Labus at Iowa. Labus, you kind of dig into him. He's kind of got a similar background as Wade. He's kind of more of a dual threat guy, can run around, make stuff happen, can do some stuff in the QB run game. And so I think both defenses are going to have to defend different offenses than Kentucky and Iowa both put on take this year. So early in the game, I think that adjustment period is probably going to be important. But I also do think like that both these coaches are going to be quick to get back in their comfort zone, which is going to be, all right, run the ball, take care of the football, play defense, and then settle into a low-scoring game. And I, to me, that's what we eventually. That's what that's what happens. I, I do think that the, most of the scoring is going to take place in those first few drives, though, Freddie. And that's kind of what we've seen in bowl games throughout the years, uh, both wins and losses for Kentucky. There's a lot of scoring early on before uh, the kind of jitters settle in and, and folks to get to feeling good and in their normal routine and rhythm. Yeah, I mean, it, when you have first-time starting quarterbacks – Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, for your first time out there, I think both teams are going to go off a script and be pretty strict to that script of the first drive or two. And I think uh, you'll see a flurry there uh, of more points than than some are expecting. And then it'll settle down, and I, I, I think the defenses will take over. But there's a lot of new out there for Kentucky. I mean, Iowa, uh, their All-American safety's not playing start quarterback. They still got that defensive front seven. It's very good. Uh, with a great with a great inside linebacker, Jack Campbell. I really like uh, Lucas Van Ness, one of the edge rushers. So uh, Kentucky's going to have to deal with that. But I think the first couple of series are going to be scripted, especially for those quarterbacks. And for, for Wade, for Dustin Wade, one thing that – it doesn't concern me, but it is an issue is he's going to have a lot of people in his ear, seems like, from – you know, a couple different guys calling plays. Will Levis is going to be on the sideline. You know, I've been in that situation. And sometimes uh, sometimes a lot of information is good, but sometimes a lot of information is not. You just want to be left alone. And uh, there's, there's just going to be so much new on that sideline. And we'll be interested to see if Kentucky can manufacture some points. And he's at home, too, which can cause some different distractions. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's – you, uh, to me, like you worry about, I think, Wade and maybe Barry and Brown maybe trying to do too much, right? Trying yeah. to make a big play, trying to force the issue. Um, and in this game, can't be afraid. Like, we all joke and we all want to see more points, but you can't be afraid to get in a to fist punt. fight with Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah. be afraid to punt. Can't be af- afraid to play field position. Let that other quarterback make the big mistake um, and play conservative. That, and that's what I think you'll see after those first couple drives. I think 
both teams will try to come out and surprise the other side early, and then we'll probably settle in and get the game we're all expecting after that. One thing that is exciting, though, is, um, you know, and it's been discussed already some, Drew, but when we got that 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 depth chart out on Tuesday, Monday, Monday, sorry, we're in that week where I don't know what mm-hmm. any of the days of the week are, right, in between Christmas and New Year's, but we got the depth chart, and there's so many people out there that you're just like, oh, yeah, forgot about him. Yeah, that it is going to be kind of fun to see uh, a bunch of new guys get a crack at it and, and get some opportunities that they mm-hmm. otherwise wouldn't have. I'm actually, I know a lot of people kind of want to throw this game away with it being Iowa and Levis not playing, Rodriguez not playing, so many absences. But I'm very excited to see these young guys. I don't, I'm excited to see Destin Wade. I don't have high hopes that he's going to go out there and throw five touchdowns and lead Kentucky to a win, but I'm just excited to see some new faces and get some run. There's been comparison, comparing it to a spring game. It's it's bigger than that. You, you mentioned it to start the show. We got the nation's longest non-conference streak to protect, and we like seeing those bowl game trophies in the lobby, and I'm just excited mm-hmm. to see so many faces chase that. Uh, on the um, radio show last night where they had Stoops, Merrill, and Brad White, they all said Jordan Anthony's name a lot at receiver. So it sounds like he's going to be a, a big part of the offense. And that's just someone who we, we hear of his speed. And he's gotten in a few spots here and there, but haven't seen much of him. And it sounds like they're expecting him to be a big piece. And um, Dekel Crowdis was mentioned a lot. So just some of these names that have been pinned on the depth chart, I'm just ready to let them loose. Whether good or bad, I'm ready to see what happens. Yeah, and as Stoops said, you know, there's only two games a year where you – you get to celebrate with the trophy if you win it. He's like, we want to win these. So it's it's not like a spring game. But it is different in that instead of it – because the this is the seventh uh, bowl game in a row for Kentucky. It's a new school record. Really, a lot of the, the first six, maybe you don't even – maybe not the Gator Bowl, but for the most part, you're trying to kind of put your stamp on that season. This is different in that – a lot of it does feel like you're looking ahead to next year. And, and that's why I I think for some guys in particular, it's going to mean even more because like Jatan McClain, he's going to have to kind of fight for carries. And he, between him and Lavelle Wright, like what they put on tape, it will matter next fall. And, and also it, it should give them a leg up over guys in the transfer portal that they recruited also play their position. You got Ray Davis, the running back, at cornerback. Um, I, I know that we're not exactly worried about the vaunted Iowa passing attack, but Max Harrison and Andrew Phillips, they're, they're going to be asked to do more in this game than maybe they have throughout most of the season. And Kentucky just recruited two quarterbacks from the portal. This is their chance to put some good tape out there uh, before those guys arrive on campus and kind of make a statement saying, this is my job. You got to come take it from me. So I I like that aspect of this game where um, a, a couple different players are going to get their chances to, to where they have something to prove. Right? One man's opt outs, another man's opportunity. I agree, especially in the receiver room where you um, I just named Jordan Anthony left out Brandon White. You know, there's some highly regarded freshmen coming in. And this is a chance for those guys to say, hey, you know, the freshman can get behind me. I, I still mm-hmm. have things to prove. So I'm excited to see a big game from them and another another homecoming game. It's a guy that's already played a lot, but this is also homecoming for Trevon Ripka on the defensive line. He's a mm-hmm. Nashville guy. So you've got the Wade twins. 
Baron Brown and Ripka, who all, you know, as you said, it, it could actually have a negative effect if they're trying to do too much. But it, this will mean a lot to those four guys, especially. You mentioned that depth chart. Biggest thing that jumped out to me is just, man, Kentucky's so young in this game. I mean, it's just – it's class of 2021 and class of 2022 signees. So, guys in their first or second year in college football. I mean, everywhere, it seems like. And so, I mean, this is a different team than we've seen – than we saw all year. So, just fascinated to see, I guess, what that what that mm-hmm. looks like. And everybody wants to see Destin Wade and kind of see what he has at quarterback. It's a tough challenge going up against Iowa. Um, I think big thing here, regardless, no matter what offense you're in, like – Going on twelve play drives against that defense, it's gonna it's gonna be very damn hard for any offense. Like you're gonna have to create explosives to score. And so, heck, can they do that? Uh, like the QB run game is gonna be, I think, a threat here that we haven't seen really all year. So, what does that look like? And then, can you get Brown and Key the ball in space? And so, I mean, yeah, we don't really. Brady mentioned that think tank offensive coordinator plan that they seem to have going on. We don't really know uh, what's going on, who's doing what, and so it's just gonna see. It'll be fascinating, I think, to see how it all plays out on New Year's Eve. What's um, Freddie? What's a what's a stat line where you're like, man, if Wade hits this, then he had a he had a good day. Like, what, what what's something that we can reasonably um, hope for from Destin Wade as far as production goes? I guess this Iowa defense. I'm gonna set a realistic goal of 100 yards produced. I mean, I mean that's a lot. I mean, rushing and passing. Yeah, yeah. Rushing to passing, a total of one, 100 yards for me, I'll think, okay, you know, it's his first time out. And, again, I mean, that's a big deal. You know, I, I hate to say it, but I've been in his shoes. It's He's going to have to have the ability to comprehend what all in his ear, yet in his mind formulate, okay, I'm going to take this to the field, right? I just think there can be too much st- stimulus for a quarterback on the sideline with too many people going, you know. I-, I-, I really hope that he has, I don't know, an agreement or the maturity to say, okay, y'all shut up. I'm- let me let me do my job because I- I'm just thinking that that could be an issue, and I hope it's not because I want to see him have fun. And, you know, I, say, I like to see 100 yards produced, but mainly I like to see the young man have some fun. Um this is like the Army-Navy game. You go to Army-Navy, you're not expecting the best of football, right? Bowls across the board are in a transition. We're, we're in a transition right now with bowl games. So, for me, this is going to be simplistic. I'm looking most forward to that mom or dad or kid, whoever, gets to enjoy the bowl experience, gets to enjoy Nashville, and the bowl game is still an event for the fans. So, I really like that for the fans. But as far as back to keeping or Destin Wade, 100 yards produced is something that I think, okay, young man went out there and had, had a good game. The uh, old-fashioned Mark Stoops, whoever runs for more yards is going to win the game, feels like at 100% be a thing, I think, in this game. <laughs> you know, uh, whoever's able to run the ball and take care of the football is probably going to win, regardless of what the quarterbacks do. So, you know, and I think both quarterbacks can contribute to the run game here. Um, in Kentucky, without Chris Rodriguez, we saw what that looked like in the first four games. Um, does it look any different here in the bowl game against one of the best defenses they've played all year? Uh, we don't know. And so that's something we'll have to wait and see how that shakes out. Yeah, and the counterpoint to that is, Adam, is, you know, with Wade, you got Jack Campbell on the other side, the middle linebacker who's played, you know, plays middle linebacker better than anybody in the country. 
mm-hmm. and played a lot of football. So that there's some chess games that I'm sure that Campbell is going to play with Wade under center, right? And I'm sure I was going to give a lot of false looks, et cetera, because that front seven is experienced and, and long, very tall. So uh, that's a concern I'm looking at with that Kentucky offense is how can, how can they handle that front seven from Iowa? With Wade, do we know? It sure seems like they didn't do much practicing for this with Christmas. Like how much time did he actually get as QB1 getting ready for this? Because it seems like he got very limited reps leading into it, which will also make it even more difficult on him. They get 15 practices. So, yeah, uh, I think to Drew's point, what did they are they going to be able to get that many in with yeah, I, I don't taking think breaks that, for Christmas and all the recruiting stuff going on? I will say this, guys, that, that Stoops does a great job as far as building practices around bowl games. Uh, he's got a winning formula. Kentucky's won, what, four in a row? bowl game. So he does a really good job of of throwing in a balance of young guys get reps, but still we want to win this football game. So and the players have fun. I think of all the things that Mark Soup does well, his bowl prep, his bowl operation, starting with the Citrus Bowl in 2018 going forward, has been a winning formula. So I have to rely on what he's done as far as getting Wade ready to play. It was probably about eight practices before Christmas, I would think, though, Drew. Eight or not. I mean, for a, for a, a, a young man who's about to face Iowa's defense in his hometown, doesn't give you a lot of confidence. But, I mean, Iowa's also it, trotting out a guy who's never played before. The, the one thing, too, that um, we're taking out of this equation, like if you watch any Destin Wade highlights, it was like backyard football. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know it was a different level of football, in the state of Tennessee, but like that dude can just do a key. He's a ball player. So like, I, I think some of his ad lib is going to work well, but to Freddie's point, it's harder to ad lib against a discipline unit like Iowa where like their two linebackers have 200 tackles this year between two of them. Like that's just, they're, they're old dudes who know their jobs they know what they're supposed to do, and they do it well. And that that's really, I think, the biggest stressor is you're not going to have breakdowns that an athlete like Wade can just take advantage of unless he's just out-athleting them, which I think he could. Like, uh, you know, uh, don't put it past him to get around some of those corn-fed dudes on, on the edges of the Iowa defense. I will say this with, with that, uh, speaking of what you're talking about there, Nick, is the confidence that Wade has going into this thing because – He's going to find out in the first series that he's not the most athletic player on the field like he was in high school. How can you answer from that? That That's why I keep saying who's in his ear. You know, one of the three or four coordinators, Will Levis, I mean, he's going to have to figure this thing out on his own. And, you know, it's tough. I mean, when you get out there, really for your first meaningful minutes against a defense this good, and, and you do find out, hey, I'm not the best athlete out here. Okay, then I have to go rely back on your coaching and, and those things like that. So I think the confidence uh, of, of Destin Wade is really going to be uh, something that I'm looking for, especially in the early onset of the game. Yeah, I think, you know, you have to do all the processing right, and then you have to adjust to the play speed because um, this is going to be a different level of dudes he's playing against. And also, like, do we still have the long, drawn-out, verbiage to call plays or do they shorten that down i mean we heard mark stoops talk about that um, when you know what is he kind of looking for some more, more, 
efficient. I think more efficient is what he was looking for. Didn't want it to take 20 seconds to call a play. How do they kind of streamline that? That's all uh, my kind of questions. And just what does the offense look like? Is it? I mean, are they getting in more spread concepts and running zone read and trying to get the ball out on the perimeter and trying to get weight on the perimeter? Um, are, are they still getting under center, right, and trying to run the ball downhill? Like, what does it look like? Um, I think that's something we're just going to have to wait and find out and see what see what develops. Well, and Mark makes a good point um, because he wants Sharon to get some reps. Here's the thing, folks. We're talking all about Destin Wade. Well, there's about seven oars in there. So yeah. will it be Destin Wade? Will it be Kaya Sharon? Will it be Deuce Hogan? Deuce Hogan revenge game. Who's to say? In Iowa, they have a quarterback situation as well. Uh, their all Big Ten tight end was taking snaps with the quarterbacks today at practice. Well, Porta was? Yes. So we are oh an injury, maybe an injury away from Sam Laporta, one of the best tight ends in college football, who's fresh <laughs> off a of meniscus tear. He just had surgery from playing quarterback in, in, a, in a major bowl game. Yeah. This is I mean, the kind of game we're going. I mean, this is what it is. I mean, it's a, it's a skeleton crew kind of on both sides. You both – and I think it's interesting, both teams are in a similar spot, right? They were very disappointed in how their offense played. Their defense played at a, a two-win above level than their actual record, I would say. And they've made changes. Like, they, Iowa has Kay McNamara coming in. Kentucky has Devin Leary coming in. Kentucky's making a change at offensive coordinator. There's rumors that Kirk Ferentz is maybe going to make a change after the year. So these teams are very similar in that a lot of things are in place just for the next year, right? Everybody's trying to get the spring ball, but they got to play this game first. And, like, motivation is key. Like, what team is going to be more jacked up and excited to be there will probably play a big role in this game. Man, Sam Laporta. I don't, I'm not cheering for injuries, but I would love to see a tight end playing quarterback. Yeah, right? we need that We need that tight end QB power. Oh, man. That would this be game would, the game would go viral if the tight end was – if their tight end well, was playing quarterback. And it's a real damn shame because Kentucky's tight ends, they're, they're all gone. There used to be like 18 on the depth chart. Uh, Upshaw transferred. Brendan Bates was just playing with a torn labrum all year. Uh, and her boy, Josh Caddis, I, I guess he just broke his fist punching a carnal bird in the face because he will not be playing in this game either. So that's a real bummer. No DeAndre Square or Khalil Sanders. Um, I do think it is kind of exciting, though, that this is – very much a torch passing game for Trevin Wallace, where he's he's played a good amount of football in his first two years. Now it's his time. Like, all right, go do you. Go go make 12 tackles. And, and Freddie, I do feel like this is a game where he can have 12 tackles. They can unleash him. Maybe he can make one of those game-changing plays that uh, really sets up Kentucky. Because that's what this game feels like. It feels like it's going to come down to – uh, a couple of crazy plays by defense or special teams, and that's going to be all the difference in the game. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Well, for Iowa, you have to – the Iowa offensive plan, you have to look at what do we do good, what, do we, what don't we do good. They don't throw the ball very well. 
unless it's to Laporta, right? How much time you got, Brady? They got receivers out that aren't playing, running back, but they do have a running back that's a dude, and they and and they're okay up front. So I think for Iowa, I, I think the Hawkeyes are going to want to play this game in the phone booth and have a fist fight. I mean, you know, when 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 the game's on the line, you go back to what you do best instead of what you don't do very well. So I think both teams will will, will run the ball a lot. This will be a fast game. But for Iowa, I really do think that uh, Wallace have a, could have a big game. And then uh, Jaquez Jones, if he plays. Uh, but I, I think Kentucky's in a good spot. You've got a new starter at corner, and I don't think you're going to get tested there. Uh, so I think both teams go back to what they do well. I think when Vince talked, he mentioned having Eddie Grant in the building. And Eddie's offense was very simplistic as far as – Calling plays, verbiage, etc. I think you could have some influence there uh, because I mean you got those those plays came in quick, and it was usually one word name for a play. So uh, I think Kentucky could do some things maybe new that we've not seen, and you, you nailed it. We could see Sharon, we could see Hogan, or we could see Wade. We spent a lot of time talking about Wade. I'll be excited to see how Kentucky tries to score points on this Iowa defense. With, with getting points on Chris the board, said, though, Iowa will be playing from behind right on the gate when Barryon Brown takes the opening kickoff to the house. So they do have that going for them. Uh, Kentucky mm-hmm. will with a big special teams play in Nashville. I like that Barryon has uh, already got his touchdown handshake ready with Destin Wade. Uh, but Chris has a good question one. for you, Freddie. Are you are you wearing an old Army field jacket? Well, you you turn your mic off, Freddie. No, this is a hoodie. I got I got two or three of those field jackets if y'all want one. Uh, I got a on three swag instead. Okay. Um, I yeah. did watch the first responder bowl today though, and uh, yeah. Memphis came in, boom. And right now East Carolina's coming in. I man, betting bowl games is so much fun, and that is one thing that is going to be nice. We're going to be in uh, the state of Tennessee to play bowl games, but you don't have to be in a certain state to play prize picks right because well i mean you have to be in some states right it's in about 75 percent of the united states of america but you can play prize picks pretty much wherever just download the app use the promo code ksr they'll match your deposit up to a hundred dollars all you got to do is just make a few picks right you're gonna go over you're gonna go under more or less on uh rushing yards passing yards uh they got it for all the bowl games the nfl games uh they had nba on christmas a lot of promos running all the time. College football playoff this weekend, so you could maybe do a little bit of sprinkling with your uh, Barry on Brown on receiving yards uh, with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, maybe Ryan Williams rushing yards for Ohio State. There's a lot of different options. Just use promo code KSR, download that app, and play today. I freaking love bowl season. I love the – there's just a game – you know, there's games starting at noon, and it's just happening all day. I loved watching Jerry Kill in New Mexico State play Bowling Green because why 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 is New Mexico State playing a team from Bowling Green, Ohio? Like that, it's just it's bowl season, baby. It's love. I love it. Absolutely love it. I'm I'm behind on my bowl watching because uh, basketball occupies a lot of my Saturdays, but I'm excited for what's left on the schedule and uh, really the playoff too after we get to the Music City Bowl. I, I may the only bowl game I may watch is Kentucky and Iowa. Freddie, I'm the exact opposite. 
it's just not good football. I mean, there's so many, and I'm not saying it's wrong to opt outs and transfers and all that. You just see a watered down product, but I'm not saying, I mean, I, I'm all in on this Kentucky game because it, I do it for a living and I love Kentucky, but I'm just not that thrilled with bowl season this year. Yeah, but Freddie, you just said an oxymoron. It's not good football. There's no such thing as bad football. It's all good football. It's football, baby. <laughs> That's how they play it, actually. Nick Nick uh, Roush, the philosopher. I mean, but seriously, all good football is good football. It's fun. I'm I'm fired up uh, to watch more throughout bowl season. But like we said, the Music City Bowl, it's at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. local kick, ABC, Kentucky, Iowa. Um, man. Do we have to do the football basketball conversation again? Like picking no. in there? Cause that's that's going to get brought up one more time. Um Drew, what are y'all doing at the bar? Y'all figure out logistics? I still haven't decided what I'm doing with my my own life. I think I'm gonna watch at the bar because I, I don't want to be in Rupp Arena where I can't follow the football. I, I love them both equally. I'll be able to want to watch both. I assume we'll kind of Start with basketball, and hopefully that one gets out of hand quickly and move football to the big TV. Um, if the basketball is close, that's its own issue. But uh, it will be weird with the sound and just, you know, we've got the big nine-screen TV. Which of the, the sports gets that? I found the radio interesting, how they divided that up, too. I yeah. Mean, uh, do we have an answer to that? Yeah, Tom's doing football, mm -hmm. and it is on um, UK Sports Network, yeah, WIP. And then basketball will be on 981 The Bull and 840 in Louisville with Darren Hendrick calling that. So football got Tom oh. and the regular station. But basketball, I guess, those are larger stations. But basketball is getting the big stick. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Funny how they I wonder how many people – Tom was encouraging uh, people, if you're going, to, to listen to the other in your radio. I feel like that would be kind of an interesting experience. I don't know that I'd my brain would be able to handle that, but uh, I'm sure some people will try it. But it was a predicament for the radio crew. I I feel like if I was going to do that, it would have to be listening to football and watching bass because listening to a basketball radio broadcast is, I mean, it's just very fast. Um, so that that I that would be a challenge, man. I, but you know, there's somebody out there that's going to do it. There's a diehard fan out there. Oh yeah, going to do it, um, and we're going to appreciate him. It is going to be a fun. Unique day. Hopefully, it's only a one-of-a-kind day. Uh, and Mitch and Gary Barta, they get all this out of their system now. Um, hopefully, Lucky and I will run into them down in Nashville. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess. The sanctity of the NC 2A. Yes, I don't think you the, all and Mitch <laughs> run in the same spots. I, I don't think we yeah. frequent the same hangouts. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't think we do. Um, but it will, be, it will be a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh watching the titans tighten up i don't know if we'll go into the game but we'll certainly have ourselves some libations around it um so i that that'll be a blast uh, if you're um if you in nashville and you're going to watch basketball game wednesday yeah let us know some suggestions we'll it be out and about we need a spot yeah we need a spot to watch the the cat that which should be a good basketball game i know this is a football podcast but yeah so should be I'm, bu I'm, I'm bummed I was supposed to be down there with you all. I had a table ready at Tin Roof for the basketball game Wednesday. Tickets to Titans-Cowboys Thursday. Not running into Mitch Barnhart as we bar crawl Broadway. And now I'm staying back in Lexington. So you all please what? burn it down for me. No. Um, yep. 
the wife has to work, and that was her Christmas present. What? And her Cowboys are going to beat the ever-loving hell out of my Titans, so maybe it's a good thing that I'm not down there. But my, our trip got thrown off. I trust you all will have a couple cold ones for me. Well, um, Freddie, you can just apologize to Drew on the Jags' behalf because they're they're going to win that division now, right? Yeah, how about that? That's fun to watch. They are fun to watch. They are very fun to watch, yeah. I've become an all-in on the Jags, so I have enjoyed this season. How bad was Urban Meyer? I know we're not here to talk about oh, that. Oh, Lord. But... Bad. bad. Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Luke Fortner's having a great rookie year. Hmm. I saw a really, him. really good rookie year. Yeah. On the site today, we wrote he had a thousand snaps so far this year. He's only yeah. given up one sack and only had yeah. like three penalties. Yeah, he should be an all rookie team for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know. It'd be, I don't know if he could beat out Linderbaum. I guess that's the one ahead of him. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's always him and Linderbaum. Freaking Iowa. Well, the, see, now it's Kentucky's turn to put it back on Iowa. Do it for Fortner. All right, do it for Fortner. Let's get some big plays in the Music City Bowl. It, it is going to be different. It's going to be a little unusual with the basketball game going on, but I know that Blue, it always gets in. Um, we'll be there. We'll be having fun. Uh, we're going to be podcasting at some point this week down there, Luckett, yep. I believe on Thursday. Um, so you can keep an eye on that, and you'll have updates from practices in the evening around 5 or 6 whenever we're down there. Um, and I here's the other thing, too, about the Music City Bowl, though. Not like uh, having a battle of the bands the night before, but like there's not a. I mean, it's just Broadway. Like there's not like some sort of like you just you're just going to Broadway to see people. You don't not, have a lot of official. This isn't events. the most organized event. No, no. Thank Are they not doing like a hot chicken contest or anything? I mean, they have the bowls. Yeah. There's something every night for three or four days. They have a welcome it. dinner, which sounds like nothing. A nothing burger. Yeah, there's a lot of nothing burgers. But we're going to have fun. That's going to be our something burger. We're going to make our own bowl activities. And <laughs> all, uh, how, hard is it to, how hard is it to keep players, um, I'm not saying getting in trouble, but, you know, that's a city that, that wants you to be out a little past bedtime. Is that, uh, is that, is well, that something we gotta we got to worry about? Mark Stoops is one of those, like, just take <laughs> care of your business, like punch in, punch out, don't get in trouble. Whereas, like, I, I remember very specifically the Penn State players being shocked that they didn't have like bed check. Like this is freaking Jerry Claiborne in 1988 making sure Freddy's in bed. Like they'll 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 have their fun, just you know, not too much fun. Yeah. Again, Mark Stoops has got the bowl game operation he's down. Yeah, he's got it figured out and his players have fun, but they, they go to work. So uh, Drew, are we having a pregame show, or is that too far in advance? Uh, we are having a pregame show. I do not know what time it starts, so okay. that's is how much I know about it. Is it a football, basketball? Uh, I'm, I guess we'll try to balance both, but that's <laughs> I, I learn I learn things from my heart about thirty minutes before they happen, so I'll probably find out that so, morning. So kind of like our trivia contest with Justice Dunham. Yeah. It's, this job, a lot of is on the fly. You, you kind of figure it out as you're going. Hey, 63 degrees in Nashville on Saturday, though. 76% chance of rain. So, Of course. Of course it is. <laughs> wow. I'm feeling good, about my, feeling good about my under. <laughs> I've still got a Music City Bowl at 9-1 to one to be the lowest scoring game. John Sumrall right now is currently the lowest. They had, I believe, 30 even in their game. 
So Music City Bowl with rain and everything we've talked about is shaping up to maybe be the lowest. A smooth 13-10 is on the table. No doubt about yeah. it. It's on the table. Um, but, hey, we're going to be there. We're going to love every second of all the good, bad, ugly, and different football. Um, and we're glad you all hopped on along with us on the KSR YouTube channel. We'll be rapidly reacting to a football game on that Saturday. We'll have a basketball game, just all sorts of content. It'll be coming out of your ears uh, and actually bleeding over to New Year's Day because we might be feeling a little worse for the wear after after all the winning because it's going to be wins, wins, wins. Last time this happened, we split. Time to get two for wins down in Nashville. Beat those stinking Cardinals in Lexington. Then beat the Hawkeyes in Nashville. Let's run it back, baby. Woo! We have. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.